And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Today's guest is Will Deveni, Leave of Absence and Disability Coordinator at PetSmart. You have to be truthful to yourself. Never waver on what your beliefs are. Don't let anybody steer you in the wrong direction because God's given you the tools to succeed. And if you use those tools properly, you'll get exactly where you need to go. And you'll influence the people that need to be influenced the most. And I think a lot of times that's the most important thing is we deal with people every single day that are impressionable. What impression are you leaving on them? It is Bottom Line Faith. You can find us online, bottomlinefaith.org. And uh, Ray, I've hashtagged it when I tweet. It's hashtag Bottom Line Faith. My name is Adam Ritz. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at Adam Ritz. I'm a co-host along with your main host, Ray Hilbert. Ray, how are you? Doing terrific today, Adam. And we are so excited to be back in studio. It seems like uh, God's been bringing us some great guests uh uh, as of late, as he always does here in Bottom Line Faith. So we're going to have a great time again today. The pressure's on for today's guest. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, these shows keep getting better and better and better. Yeah. And the momentum continues today. Well, folks, uh, as uh, Adam mentioned, I am uh, Ray Hilbert, your co-host here at Bottom Line Faith, also the co-founder of Truth at Work. And uh, in addition to finding this show at bottomlinefaith.org, you can learn more about the ministry of Truth at Work at truthatwork.org. And uh, what we're all about there at Truth at Work is about uh, helping godly leaders live and lead at a higher level in the leadership of their companies, their businesses, and their organizations. And you can learn more about that at our website. But today for the Bottom Line Faith show... We have Mr. Will Deveni. Now, I'm going to take a deep breath because he's a long title. We were talking about this offline. It says, he is the Senior Leave of Absence and Disabilities Administrator for PetSmart. Now, for many of you, I'm sure you're familiar with PetSmart. I was telling um, Will offline that uh, we visit that place quite a bit. They get a lot of our money for our two dogs and cats. And so, if nothing else, Will, we're a pleased and satisfied customer spending a lot of money, and I'm trying to support your job. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Will, take just a moment. We, we, we've got some specific questions we'll be getting into, but why don't you tell us just a little bit about what is your role there at PetSmart, and then we'll come back and learn the story of how you ended up there. Sure. Uh, so PetSmart has uh, 55,000 associates um, across the United States, uh, also in Canada and Puerto Rico. And uh, basically, I oversee the process uh, of a team who does any uh, leaves, so your FML. LA leaves, uh, and they also oversee the accommodation. So anytime that somebody needs an accommodation, uh, we oversee that whole process. Very good. And how long have you been with uh, PetSmart? Nine years. Nine years. Fantastic. Well, Adam, as we as we know here at Bottom Line Faith, what we really try to do on this show is uh, the analogy we like to use is like that, that car sitting there where we're going to lift the hood and we're going to tinker around in the engine of Christian leadership. And so we want to learn how the high capacity, high profile Christian leader, how they work, how they lead, how they learn their lessons and so forth. So uh, why don't you kick off uh, a little bit at some of the questions we want to ask Will today? Well, it's interesting uh, with PetSmart, that is an enormous, uh, pardon the pun, it's an enormous animal. Uh, how many locations nationwide? Uh, there's over 1,500 locations, and we have 12 distribution centers that we service. So we, we talk to a lot of business leaders that uh, own their own business, uh, family-owned business, maybe uh, less than 50 employees. So you're involved with a group with thousands of employees nationwide. Yep. Uh, how does, I guess, your faith um, exist day-to-day within your job title? 
with, know, a, with an organization that large. It, you know, Ray and I talked offline as well. And, and basically, I, I told him, you know, when you talk to someone, they should know. They know that you're a Christ follower and that your leadership just shows in that. So a lot of the conversation that I have, you get down to it and they'll ask you or they'll, they'll say, will you pray for me? Because they can tell by the type of person that you are when you talk to them. You know, just thinking, I guess, worst case scenario, any pushback from the non-believers that work for PetSmart? You know, no, but I will tell you over the, the last couple of years, one of the biggest things that I've seen, you know, just in business in general is you have a lot of people who do push back. Um, and it's not even the people that do the day-to-day work, but it's the leaders. And and I think that you probably saw that in the, the last political race. You see people that are pushing back because of their faith. and that, And you struggle with that, but what I've come to realize is Christ lets us do what we need to do. And sometimes you don't even have to say it. And they'll come back to you a lot of times and say, you said something that just struck me in a fashion that I have some questions. Questions are good. Very much so. And on that note, we've got many. (laughs) Uh, First question uh, that I'd like to just kind of continue on with here, Will, is just tell us a little bit about your background. You you currently live in the Phoenix, Arizona area, working there with PetSmart. But um, just a a quick snapshot on the personal side of your upbringing and a little bit about you. Sure. I grew up in a good uh, Christian home. Uh, So my, my parents instilled that in us, uh, how important it is to to live out that faith, be a good person day in and day out. Uh, and then with that, um, really just came, uh, you know, started off, uh, got married, uh, had a couple kids, um, and then God had always tugged on my heart that um, I had to do more than what, what was out there. And so my wife and I prayed long and hard about it, and uh, we decided that uh, we wanted to foster uh, foster a couple kids. And we went through that process for several years, and then um, we found three that, uh, that were their forever homes. So we have three adopted children on top of our three biological children, and wouldn't change that for the world. Uh, it was a, a great process that we went through. It took about five years, uh, but in that process, I was able to leverage my 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 PetSmart and and do some different things with the organization that we had um, fostered through. So we were able to to do some donations at the store levels, um, where we were able to donate uh, over two thousand uh, animals a couple years in a row to foster children who wouldn't get anything at Christmas and they were able to get stuffed animals and things like that. So that's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And so, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Indianapolis, uh, just on the North side, um, graduated from Pike high school, uh, took, took the long commute to, uh, IUPUI, uh, just kind of went that route, uh, but stayed in business the whole time. So I think leadership is very important and that's kind of the route that I've taken my life. Well, fantastic. Well, if, if we could, let, let's transition to just some of the, the leadership lessons you've learned and some of the things you've been through. As you think back over your career at a day-to-day level, how does your faith impact how you make decisions? Maybe even think about an example of that, but talk to us about that. Sure. So a lot of times what you find is that people will come to you with one situation, and it's really more than just that. And when you start digging down and you start finding out that it's more than what they're telling you, that's when you can kind of take that person apart and ask them them questions and, and different things. The one situation that I can think of is I had um, a young lady who worked for me uh, a number of years ago who was a single mother um, and was, was doing the best she could. 
but having two kids that were young, uh, she she made some decisions that weren't the best. They didn't hurt the business, uh, but they were hurting her. Um, and so kind of taking that female aside and talking to her and explaining to her what what you want to do um, and different things. And to see her in a different capacity years later, uh, not working for the same company, but she's in a leadership role. So I have to, to think back and say, I made some decisions and some conversations with her that caused her to want to be a better person. I think that's important as you start picking them apart and, and finding that there's more than what they're telling you on the surface. That's really good. So pets, you know, dogs and cats and goldfish have nothing to do with your job. No, not, not anymore. That's right. It's all people. It's all people. And I think that's, that's leadership. You lead teams and sometimes your team is one or two. And sometimes your teams are 50, 60. And, you know, sometimes your teams are bigger than that. What's on your plate right now? Right now, I have a lot of associates that work um, with PetSmart that have accommodations that we have to meet as a, as a, a company and a business. What do you mean by accommodations? You, you may have someone who you, you have simple ones where they're pregnant and they need a stool to sit on. And then you have some where they can't hear. And we hired them. We didn't know that they couldn't hear. Um, and we would never discriminate against them. And they're some of the best employees. How do we help them? How can we make them better people and give them the tools to succeed? And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You hired them for a reason, and you got to help them get where they need to go. What I find interesting is, as is so often the case in business, yeah, in our capitalistic system, there's a, a profit motive behind these kind of situations and accommodations that you're describing, and yet they're deeply rooted in biblical principles of loving thy neighbor and preferring one over another. I mean, it's it, it does work hand in hand, doesn't it? Absolutely. The important thing is you have to remember that we're all in this together, and that's what Christ tells us to do. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, as you think back over the course of your career, Will, what's one of the hardest decisions you've had to make? And uh, in that case, how did your faith play a role in that decision? You know, in leadership, there's always those situations where you have to, to let someone go, whether it's for the right reason or the wrong reason. And a lot of my hardest decisions are um, letting someone go, and I knew that they were good people. They just made a bad decision. And Christ tells us that we have to forgive people. And in leadership, it's a two-folded. You have to do what's right for the business, but you also have to do what's right by you. And at the end of the night, I've always said, I have to lay my head down on the pillow and know I did the right thing for all parties involved. A lot of times letting people go, that's the hardest thing because you know they have a family. Mm-hmm. And they may have just made a, a knee-jerk reaction that wasn't the best decision. Yeah. I had this happen in another business that I was talking with not too long ago where he had this amazing employee, single mom, two kids, and uh, she needed the accommodation to uh, be home. When her kids got off the school bus, she had no family in the area, right? And and she needed for her children to be cared for when they got off the school bus about 3 o'clock. Well, making that request to the employer was something they tried to honor. And yet, then it put a burden, right, on the remaining employees there that may have to stay over a little bit later or, or take on additional uh, tasks or projects. And so, how do you balance that in this whole world of accommodations? Because what's fair to one may cause unfairness to someone else. Yeah, and I always tell people every situation is different. And and then you have to remember that when you're talking to people, they'll say, but so-and-so, we're just talking about you. How can we help you? Let's work through this situation. That's like my kids at home. That's that's exactly what it is. That's that's exactly what it is. So those are some great illustrations and examples because those create tensions, don't they? They really do because that's a good point. You did make that 
exception for one and why not for another? And it's a case-by-case basis. So can you think of an example of maybe a mistake you made and uh, how'd your faith play a role in that? You know, a lot of times in leadership, you see something in someone and it's, it's a young quality and you make that decision and you hope that it's the right one. It's not always the right decision. And you may take someone who's new to leadership and you may work with them and put a lot of time and effort into them. And you find that what you saw wasn't exactly what it was. And I've had that happen where I've worked with someone for a long time and had those conversations and worked with them. And But sometimes it's just not the best best decision. And you have to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, we gave it everything that we had. Any thoughts on that, Adam? I'm still just enraptured with the fact that you have three foster kids that are now your kids. Yeah. I know that had nothing to do with well, what Well, it does. Just We're going to come back to that. But that, it's that, just, that's right. it's fantastic. And I, and I was thinking about PetSmart. Um giving pets to foster kids and just how the whole, your whole world sort of is a symbiotic world with, with that charitable angle, that philanthropy, the kids, the, the, the pets. It's just, I, I love the story. The, there's a story, there's a book. You've, you're sitting on a book. What's the title of that book? I, I guess the title of that book is going to be It Happens. It Happens. <laughs> it Happens. I think life happens and people forget about that. You, you kind of roll with the punches and you, you leave it up to God. That's the most important thing. Leave it up to God. Let him drive the car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Adam, you, you mentioned a few moments ago, and you're, you're spot on that quite often on Bottom Line Faith, we're, we're interviewing CEOs and owners, privately held firms a lot of the times. So here as we're talking you know, with you in studio today, Will, you're in a very large company, large organization. There's, there's going to be some other leaders listening to our program, similar peers to you. Maybe they're a, ma- a manager in a larger organization, leading a team, trying to sort out what this looks like to live out their faith and honor God, but maybe be not always in an environment that's conducive to that, or perhaps even sometimes hostile to that. How would you encourage that leader? How would you encourage that person listening right now who's listening to what you're saying, but they're wondering, hey, how could I do this? At the end of the day, you got to be truthful to yourself. You got to take care of yourself. And if you're in those situations, you definitely have to, to pray about it. Is this the right situation for me? You know, God puts stepping stones in our lives all the time. And sometimes you have to step on those stepping stones and figure out exactly where you're going to go and things like that. Look for the right decision. Look for the right choice. Uh, Ask other people. There's Christian leaders all across uh, every industry that are willing to talk to you about it. Ask them. You know, if, if you're having dinner with some friends and you're not even in the same industry, just ask them. How do you do it? You just got to talk. You got to listen. Yeah. Well, th- this is really encouraging for me to listen how how you go about this, right? And it, it feels like c- kind of natural. You let it flow. It doesn't feel to me like you're forcing it. And so in the in the course of day to day, how easy or difficult is it for you to uh, discover other like-minded believers, even within your own company? How, how do those conversations occur? You know, a lot of times I think it happens over the lunch the lunchroom table. You start talking to people about what they did over the weekend and kids, uh, different things. And I think those are some of the best conversations because they become themselves. They're still at work. You're in the cafeteria, but you can have those conversations and they don't feel like they're they're being judged. And I think sometimes that's the issue in in today's uh, industries is you're finding that people don't feel like they can be themselves all the time or talk openly about their faith. 
And have you felt any um, hostility toward your faith at all? You mentioned maybe with some other leaders, but generally, by and large, pretty pretty well accepted. Pretty well accepted, absolutely. I, I think that you have to know the boundaries. And sometimes in companies, that's yeah. the, the hard thing is you, sometimes you can't talk about it. You just live it out. Yeah. And that's that's difficult. And there are those companies that you can. And I've worked for those companies. And it's the best feeling in the world. But they're not all like that. Yeah. And Adam, we, we say there's two topics people aren't supposed to talk about at work, right, when they're on the clock, and that's politics and religion. Politics and religion. You know, because those are the hotbeds, right? Yeah. Those are the things that just trigger folks emotionally. And But yet, Will, you're, you're sharing with us that uh, you're able to, but it's the way you go about it, right? You're, you're really, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm hearing it. It's about serving. It's about asking questions. And, and really just loving folks. Would, would you agree? Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, we're all people. And just having those conversations will, will open the doors to a lot of places, yeah. whether it's people you work day in, day out with, or people you just meet in passing. Yeah. So what advice would you give to another leader that's listening to our discussion? I think I said it before, but you have to be truthful to yourself. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the most important thing. Never waver on what your beliefs are. Uh, don't let anybody steer you in the wrong direction um, because God's given you the tools to succeed. Um, and if you use those tools properly, you'll get exactly where you need to go. And you'll influence the people that need to be influenced the most. And I think a lot of times that's the most important thing is we deal with people every single day that are impressionable. What impression are you leaving on them? What, what are they going to walk away from that saying? You have leaders that get upset and, and they and they. They get upset and they yell and they, they want results and they don't get them. It's the same thing when you want results and you have these conversations and you talk to them and you show them how important it is to just believe in what you believe. And at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's all about believing that I serve a God that's above all and he will take care of my needs uh, inside of the, the workplace and outside of the workplace. That's terrific. Well, uh, I promised we would come back to this topic that I know is very near and dear to your heart, and that is fostering children, um, adoption, those, those, that, those issues. We, we've had other uh, edition of Bottom Line Faith where we've interviewed leaders in that field and that industry. And Adam, I think we'd agree some of the most powerful conversations we've had. It is uh, through the roof powerful. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, uh, where that desire came from, um, what that did for you, your marriage, the children involved. Just what do we need to know about that? I'll first, let me just say I'm blessed. I have a wife who supported me. Um, this was a, a decision that I had long before her and I had ever uh, met. Um, and I explained that, you know, when we first started dating, how important it was to me. Uh, I wanted to, I didn't know that it was going to turn into adoption, but I wanted to change kids' lives. There are so many kids out there that are impressionable. And we're talking about leaders and that's, that's what a leader does. Um, and there are situations where my wife and I have had kids who were with us for less than a week. Um, and they, these kids know, they walk away knowing the type of people that we are and how important it is to, to be faithful to your God and to serve them. And it's the little things from praying at, at night before dinner um, to no matter what happens, we talk about it, we, we pray about it. And Having those 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 conversations with those kids that are so impressionable, you're molding their minds. And a lot of these kids, they've never they've never had that. They've never been in a situation where it was okay to talk about God. And and having those kids who aren't really sure, that are so impressionable, you know, preteens and teenagers that 
They just need someone to point them in the right direction. And then, you know, for me, it's, I had this 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 epiphany a long time ago, and you know, my wife and I prayed about it for a long time. And when we had this epiphany, and and we prayed about it, it was something that we worked out with our biological children. You know, this is a family decision. You know, we're bringing kids in that they they don't have the best pass all the time, and and our kids were on board. You know, blessed to have our kids on board, and we had some rough situations, and it was okay. We talked about it, we prayed about it, and we we explained to our kids. They're in a bad spot. We're trying to help them. You can't help all of them. It takes a special person for that special kid. Uh, but it, very close to my heart, uh, I, I think that every every kid deserves something. In the state of Indiana right now, we have a ton of uh, kids that are in foster care, and we have a, a need for foster parents. And, the, and these are kids that they just need to be loved. They just need a chance. I have to ask, you know, you're a fairly young guy, and you said that this is something you thought of before you even met your wife. Yeah. So how old were you when you said, you know what, I think I, I'm going to be you know, a foster parent? I, I, I was talking to my parents about this not too long ago um, after we finalized our last two adoptions. And my mom says she recalls I was probably 13, 14 years old. And, and I don't know if it was something on TV. I'm not sure. But I just knew that I wanted to make a difference in kids' lives. That's pretty impressive. I, you know, when I was well, 13, I was worried about, you know, Heather getting Fings. a Walkman. Yeah, <laughs> Fings, I wasn't worried right? about. You know, I think I should look into this foster parenting. So, Will, I kind of want to just put myself in this situation where I'm listening to this program right now and uh, thinking, wow, that sounds interesting, but what kind of obstacles did you overcome? Uh, wow, this could really make life difficult. Uh, I don't want to endanger my other kids. I'm sure all these questions went through your mind and your wife's mind. How'd you process all that? And what'd you find out to be true? So I will tell you, the partner, there there are so many different agencies out there that will help you with this. Um, and they will, they will answer your questions. They will lead you in a direction that is going to uh, be good for your family. And the other thing is, if you get in the situations that aren't the best, they're going to back you up. And there and there are there are agencies all over the United States that are willing to do this, and they're good Christian agencies who have the same principles that you have, and you can speak pr- freely about it. You can tell them exactly what you're thinking, issues that you have. You pick up the phone, and so I would say, partner, 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 and and you'll get answers. Um, you you can go on the internet and and literally type in foster care agencies, and people rate them. It's just like any restaurant you go to. Uh, you go go with the higher ones. Read the reviews. Uh, there's really good ones out there. Okay. What's the biggest myth that you found to not be true about this whole fostering and adoption process? I'd say the biggest myth is that they're all bad kids because they're not. Most of the kids that we had come in and out of our house are great kids. They just had some unfortunate uh, backgrounds, whether it was from their their biological parents, it was from family members, uh, wrong place, wrong time. So they're they're all good kids. So I would say the biggest myth is just they're good kids. How many would you say over the years you've fostered? Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. I mean, easily. Uh, some you had a night. Some you had a week. No kidding. Just yeah. a night. Yeah. Uh, they they just need to find somewhere for them to go before they can get uh, family members license. So you you, you find that. Um, but I will I will I'll be honest with you. You make a connection with a lot of them. 
And I see some real parallels here between the, the heart that goes into being sensitive and, and in tune with the process of fostering and adoption and then being that servant leader at work. Would, would you say there's some oh, parallels yeah. there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially in my job, uh, I deal with a lot of uh, people who uh, do adopt. I will tell you, not knowing this, but looking for when you're looking for companies, look at their benefits. What do they have for adoptions? It says a lot about a company. If you have a company that's willing to help you um, with adoption fees or you have a company who's willing to give you paid time off for adoptions, that says a lot about a company. Yeah, I think uh, one of the famous ones is Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's, right? Absolutely. By the way, Adam, here's a little bit of trivia. Do you okay. know why Wendy's hamburgers are square? And not round. Oh, um, you know this, Will? I, you know, I, I I would just guess so that they fit in a packaging uh, more easily. Yeah, to store Any them in the, in the cooler. I don't have, I don't. Yeah. Well, if this were a live show, I'd have a call in right now. First caller with the right <laughs> would win a cup or a mug or something, maybe a hamburger. But the reality of it was, when Dave Thomas st- started Wendy's, and he says our hamburgers are going to be square because we're never going to cut corners. So there was a business decision made that was uh, kind of an objective lesson of how they were going to do business. We're not going to cut corners, and so that's why they left their hamburgers square. I, did they ever have that as a slogan early I don't on? Know. I, I don't and know. And then they dropped it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that may be our first moment of useless trivia here on Bottom Line Faith. Although it's probably not all that useless. First of many. First of many. <laughs> that says a lot. Well, folks, we are uh, getting near the tail end of our interview with Will Devaney, and he is the Senior Leave of Absence and Disabilities Administrator with PetSmart. His job is to really come alongside their employees, at 55,000, right? And uh, those who have special needs and need accommodations so that they can continue working there, that's really Will's job there. And as we've just learned, he's also a very passionate advocate for foster care and adoption. So, Will... Believe it or not, we are at the end. Boy, these 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 programs go quick, don't they? Fastest half hour of your life. Yes, it's, it, it always is. And so we have uh, kind of a history and a tradition here at Bottom Line Faith that the last question is what we call our 423 question. And it's based out of Proverbs 423 where Solomon writes that above all else, guard your heart for from it flows the wellspring of life. And We always like to tell the story that there are many biblical scholars that believe that these were among the last words that Solomon wrote. Now, what we know about Solomon is he wrote, you know, uh, Proverbs, Song of Solomon, those sorts of things. And he was believed to be the wisest, richest man in the history of the world, at least at that point. And so some people believe these may have been among his last words on earth. And so that maybe he had gathered his family, his loved ones around him. And basically he's saying, okay, I know I wrote all these pearls of wisdom, but now... Above all else, here's what I want you to remember. Guard your heart, right? So, Will, let's fast forward. It's the end of your time on this side of eternity, and you have a chance to gather your family, your friends, your loved ones, those that you have invested in. What is your above all else advice? In other words, above all else, now fill in the blank. Be true to yourself. Be very true to yourself. I think that's the most important thing. God gave us all talents. What does he say? I gave 5,000, I gave 2,000, I gave 1,000. And to the person that I gave the 5,000 to, that invested and did right with it, I'm going to take care of. What are your thoughts on that, Adam? It's good stuff. Well, you know, it's cool that uh, I, I, while you were asking the question, Ray, I was thinking, I bet he's going to say, be true to yourself. Yes. Because he had mentioned it a couple times. That's right. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with uh, having that 
be a reiteration and another answer or the same answer to a different question. Um, because really, there are thousands of questions where if the answer is be true to yourself, you're a winner. Um, it's a it's a great tidbit nugget of advice to uh, anybody listening to this show who's struggling with faith or otherwise, um, struggling with business, struggling with their family, struggling with a major decision. Be true to yourself. Uh, if you're true to yourself, I, you, you really uh, there's not a whole lot that can go wrong. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad you said that. I kind of was expecting you to say it, and I'm glad you did. Very good. Will any closing thoughts as we uh, wind up the program? No, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I hope that people are listening to this and understand that you can be a leader. You can do exactly what what God has called you to do uh, in all aspects of your life. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, uh, back to what I said earlier, you know, about uh, being a customer and shopping at PetSmart, I am even more uh, pleased that that's where I spend a lot of our dollars for our pets that are a big part of our family. But just to know that God has placed leaders like you there and ministering to the teammates and associates there, that, that just makes me feel all the much better about that. So you're, you're representing not only the Lord, but the company quite well. Well, folks, this is uh, Ray Hilbert, co-host at Bottom Line Faith, along with Adam Ritz. And Adam, closing comment. Uh, one last question, Will, from PetSmart. Is it true? Do all dogs go to heaven? In my eyes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at least those that shop at PetSmart. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Will, thanks for joining us. Uh, for our listeners, if you're a, a one-timer, check out all of our shows, past podcasts and, and broadcasts, uh, along with information about Ray and myself at BottomLineFaith.org. We thank you for joining us. Folks, we'll see you next time. God bless. Bottom Line Faith is a production of Truth at Work. If you'd like to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes, just enter your email address on our website, bottomlinefaith.org. Download and subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And you can download and listen to every Bottom Line Faith episode at bottomlinefaith.org.